And for more, we joined on the line now by our market analyst, Clive Intozamantu Ramatibela. Good morning. Hello. So good morning to you, Sakina, and to the listeners as well. Listen, Sakina, I'm called Intozamantu for a reason, because I make concussions and stuff like that. <laughs> so you would have given me something for my dementia, I don't get <laughs> Or my perceived dementia. Uh, <clears throat> um, moving straight along, uh, China's imports extended their longest losing streak in six years, Clive. And uh, the Asian markets are in negative territory all around this morning. Right, it's not looking good, is it? I mean, no. we always started last week. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, China comes out with these disappointing numbers. It's not looking good at all, Sakina. So let's look at what actually happened. The imports are down by 17.7% in yuan terms in September from a year last year, widening obviously from 40.3% in the previous month. The other thing that was quite worrying to a lot of people was the fact that the the exports fell as well, 1.1%. It just continues to underline the difficulty that the Chinese market is facing at the current moment. What this means is that the slowness, this decline in slowness of the Chinese economy will create a little bit of a problem for them to reach the 7% target GDP that they want to reach. And so everybody's very, very concerned. In actual fact, if you start to see the numbers trickle in, every emerging market uh, indice was starting to decline, showing you that this very negative sentiment about the results that they've brought out uh, this morning. Uh, Asian markets as well dropped from a seven-week high. We were all excited and high. Uh, It's come back all down. Energy and material companies have lost as well. The MSCI Asia Pacific is down by 20 basis points. So this Chinese weekly economy is going to continue to weigh on the market, and we are worried. We have had a fairly significant lift in equity speculations uh, following the first delay uh, with regards to the rates. But still, the Chinese nightmare is still haunting a lot, a lot of the equity markets, and it might just uh, not help them in terms of getting to that targeted projection of 7% GDP, and that's the biggest concern. Well, and, um, you know, lots to talk about there around China, but uh, we'll park it there for the time being. And then um, the United States, they're expecting uh, the corporate earnings report out later this week. Uh, but stocks advancing nicely there at the moment. I think it's because it was before the Chinese saga. And so sentiment was still positive. Remember, they went on holiday a little bit, so they're still a bit sleepy. So they came back out <laughs> and... And now they're looking positive. So the U.S. stocks rose for a fourth day amid gains in retail at Amazon.com, and they're coming to a record as well. The investors awaited further indications on the strength of the world's biggest economy and whether or not it will do well. We know equities moved in a narrow range, Sakina. We're not sure what that means for the short term, but in the long run it means that obviously the GDP number will be increased. It will look better, hence the reason why the Fed came out positively earlier on. Uh, but other than that, S&P 500 up 0.1%. And also, if you look at the um, uh, the Dow Jones Industrial, that was also up by about 0.3%, and the Nasdaq Composite is also up by 0.2%. So, positive start to the U.S. markets for the week. And then, of course, uh, the big one over the weekend, ANC NGC. Was there any significant uh, moves on the market in response to that, or uh, you know, was it irrelevant to the market? So, okay, yesterday the GSC finished in negative territory. We were down um, by about 87 basis points. 
Uh, the rand weakened slightly against the U.S. dollar. Uh, but here's the thing. Um, the NDC, for me, is a meeting about policy for the ANC. Yes, they're a governing party, but we have to be careful to strengthen the lines between government, uh, uh, government and the party. So um, I reckon that a lot of people were making speculations yesterday that, of course, the NDC came out and there was not really solid things that were said, uh, apart from the ICC and the education sector. I thought to myself, well, it's not that we are what we want to mix uh, ANC party politics with the government. What we know is the government itself has a little bit of a challenge in terms of our economy. What we are interested in finding out is what the midterm budget speech is going to be all about when uh, Minister Nene takes on to the stage. He has to explain to us and bring us confidence that he'll be able to do this balancing act with our current budget situation. So that, for me, is more significant than the NGC. However, it does say the NGC's importance is that we know that the economy is on top of their line, and so that will probably translate into government policy as well. But what's important is to separate the two and not mix them, even though I know a lot of people make the mistake, and the sentiment is that because they're the governing party, they should. You never hear this having a meeting, and then the, the dollar plum, plummets. No, it doesn't happen that way. Policy is policy, government is government, and let's just keep it that way.